You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Well, we're back, and it's been a while because we've taken a break from for Christmas and, you know, got to spend time with our families, which may or may not have been stressful. Feels like a new decade or something. Yeah. Last year, 2019 was pretty stressful for me. And I was really, really hoping 2020 would be less stressful. Same. But, yeah, it's kind of looking crazy now. Yeah, I'd say. So, you know, what should we talk about today? Well, I mean, let's see. Um... Uh, the the Iraqis and the Iranians they uh, attacked our embassy. We that killed Iran's general. Uh, what's his name? Soleimani. Soleimani. Yeah. Um, which he was a high ranking member, so that pissed off everybody. So now we're uh, we were at the brink of World War Three. It's a good and time. They retaliated uh, against one of our bases that had nobody in it. So. Yeah, so I don't know where we're standing now on that. <clears throat> I mean, is there any good news? Uh, Paul Krugman has child porn on his computer, apparently. I can't wait for that, Contra Krugman. <laughs> I don't know if we, they want to. Yeah, <sighs> it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see if our friends uh, Bob and Tom take that one on. Um, I'm... <laughs> Literally didn't know anything about this until, I guess you just mentioned it to me. I've been so out of the loop, just trying to keep my head above water. Um, as Jesse mentioned, we were back from a little bit of a break. Um, hope everybody enjoyed our McAfee interview. That was definitely a surprise that w- at the end of the year for us, because who would have thought that we would get an interview with John McAfee? Even as it was happening, I was still like, <laughs> this is happening? <laughs> who uh... am I? And it was almost like, why? Like, who gave us this responsibility? <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Shout out to Janice McAfee for hooking yes. it up. Well, and we need to try and get her back on and interview her because I'm, she's an interesting person as well. Yep. We'll put it on the list for 2020. So do you want to. So what were your thoughts, I guess, you know, <sighs> I mean, here we are, New Year's Eve. Now that we're at the beginning of the, the episode, it's, it, I will try to do my best to keep my expletives to a minimum and or non-existent. <laughs> but, you know, this is a really touchy subject for me. And I'm very passionate about my feelings. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to the show for any time at all, or if you know me, you know that um, chances are I'm probably going to throw some curses when I'm talking about the state. I think that's, you know, the least I can do. Um, throw some vitriol their way verbally. But, yeah, yeah. I think um, I could go on a little bit of a bitch rant. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, it's kind of hard to keep track of everything that's going on. And it's been happening so quickly. Yes. And... I think that's 100% the point. You know, I think the elites, whoever your person is, whoever your team is, these people are not your friend. They are not looking out for you. They are not doing work on your behalf at all. Mm -mm. I mean, like, it's such a charade, every bit of it. And, you know, Trump's got to play his game, and he kills this guy who apparently was... Our ally at some point, like I was listening to even, it's, I don't know, it's one of those times where the right wing really kind of does show its colors of, wow, you people haven't learned yet that you have all been infiltrated by neocons who are evil, warmongering pieces of shit, who have lied us into war after war after war after war, like a century of war, it's century plus 20 years now, 2020, 
we it's just been nonstop war yeah. for the past 120 plus years like as far as back as we can even think you know they lie us into these wars that we don't need to be involved in and then you know it's like okay well who's the bad guy now oh let's kill him because that'll fix something for 20 minutes and then it's like oh there's blowback or no they won't even acknowledge they won't admit that they won't even acknowledge that word blowback no so any of these um retaliation like retaliation's even a word that they might not like use unless they Mm -mm. you know have a purpose to and so it's just like here we are trying to figure out like is our country going to go to war against another country kill a bunch of poor people send our poor people over there to fight like you know people sign up for the military for whatever reason some of them do it for you know they think it's their duty they think they're being heroic um you know others because they need a way to pay for their health care for college i mean they sign themselves away they sign their lives away to these people that don't that don't give a shit about them and so it's like i can't even like nothing surprises me anymore and i really hope we don't go to war (laughs) we don't uh, another war i mean like we're, we're already at war we're I just want to end what we have now. We've Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't even know where to start other than just keep ranting and raving like a crazed woman. Well, I'm ag- I agree with you on everything you're saying. I'm just going to add that what I think that drives me crazy, and this is one of the, one of the reasons, like, I have for the longest time, I've been very sympathetic for the conservatives for the longest time because the liberals have just been insane. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've just been crazy. Yeah. And not all liberals, okay? So anybody who's listening who's getting their panties in a wad, I'm just saying that for for the ease of... We have to generalize at some point if we want to move on in the conversation. I realize not every liberal is insane, but uh, now it's really hard for me to be sympathetic towards conservatives because they are so just... They want to go to war so bad. And I don't understand this because when you look, when you just look at all the problems that are happening in our society right now, like let's just think about what's going on in our communities. We have an opiate problem. We have mental health issues. Um, we have just overall, um, we're having economic issues where we have issues with terrorism, with, uh, other nations that we are having problems with as far as like trade and it all can go back. You can tie it all into our foreign policy. I mean, opium, where do you think we're getting all the opium from and who's guarding all the poppy fields in Afghanistan? (laughs) So don't you think just use your brain power for a second, neocons don't you think there might be a connection? Maybe? Well, of course, like, when you say it like that, like, they do. The the upper echelon, these people that rule over our lives, they do know. And they're just hoping we don't figure it out. Well, we have. A, a lot of us have. A lot of us it's... have, and more people do every day, thank God. And, like, you know, it's it, it, kind of exactly what you were saying, you know, for... Basically, most of this Trump presidency, even leading up to it, because we had kind of no idea where it was going to go. And honestly, I thought Hillary was going to win because uh, you've seen the Clinton body count list. Like, of course, those people were going to win. And somehow they didn't win. And so while, no, I haven't yet conceded that uh, he's a plant of theirs, even though I've definitely entertained that thought and I have to get away from it because I need some kind of sanity. I need to go to bed at night, like, at some point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I need to get through my day and continue breathing. Like, if it's complete, I know, like I just already said, you know, it's all a charade, but I need to have some, I need to hold on to just tiny, a tiny shred of, like, a semblance of, like, there's being sanity in the world, please. And, and hope, you know, not like the Obama hope, but like, just something. Because like, you know, I don't trust Trump is doing the right thing like he doesn't know nobody can do the right thing the whole point is like no. he has so much power that he shouldn't have and so you know to some degree he's not using all that i've seen we've seen in presidents even in our lifetime like use their executive powers but like 
I don't know. It's anyway, the whole concept of the fact that like this federal government we have today and it has the backing of this insanely powerful, insanely rich, but also like where loses money left and right and nobody holds them accountable like go ask the pentagon to give you an audit of audit themselves from last year you know they probably wouldn't be able to do it um (laughs) they lost what was it billions of dollars before like the date and announced it the day before 9-11 yeah weird disappeared weird coincidence um just saying um but yeah okay so anyway there's there's just no reason to trust our government at all yeah there isn't there is none I mean, they've they've broken our trust so many times. I don't know why we even believe them. I don't. It, I mean, it's a some degree of Stockholm syndrome. It's some degree of like it's a it's a defense mechanism to like I said, like I need to hold on to some kind of shred of like, is there anything that might save me from going to the gulag? <laughs> you know. So here I am, pr- pr- more sympathetic to the right because one, I came from the right. I know exactly what they're thinking, and I there's rationalization there i get it but it's also you know everybody's got their blind spots i know those blind spots because i had them myself and so Mm -hmm. you know i'm i was more sympathetic to the right leading up because you know hillary and i I think like if it would have been somebody else on the left i don't know maybe i would have thought things differently but it was hillary and hillary's the worst one of the worst humans there is we would be including i, I mean, you know what it would be awful right everybody now, acts like Soleimani's this terrible guy yeah probably is <laughs> apparently was like okay yes let's all acknowledge how bad hillary clinton was um yeah anyway but so and then you know okay so then the liberals and let's call them like big l liberals you know not little l liberals that might actually be liberal and open-minded and like for free markets and um mm-hmm. like classical liberalism so not those people like big l liberals who have tied themselves to this party um, yeah. in these psychotic ideas that are just harmful to every degree and they're not even anti-war. So you can't even, like, give them that. So anyway, not on their side, really, this whole time, because then they lie to us this whole two year, past two years that Trump is a Russian agent. And so anyway, like, those people are bonkers. If you, have, if you believe that at all, I'm sorry. Do some self-reflection, like, really think about that and i don't know anyway but so and then here comes like i don't know every instance of this is the prime example but it's like and then you can tell me what your thoughts are like if i ever finish getting this out but like (laughs) so you know trump is great when he does something that something you you and i and like maybe other libertarians don't like or other us other anti-war people don't like you know like People were, Brian Williams was even all over Trump, like, when they dropped the Moab bomb. Yeah. Like, you know, when they, when Trump um, retaliates in Syria, like, oh, he's doing a great job. Like, not, they would never give him that, but, you know, they kind of paint him in a prettier light. Yeah. The only reason liberals, big L liberals, are against him right now is because it, it coincides with when they were trying to impeach him. And it would look better for them to just continue their opposition. So, honestly, if the impeachment didn't happen, they'd be pretty much ready for a war. Because, you know, that's just what they all do. But anyway, the right has really shown its colors and how much, like, they're still brainwashed to a large degree by this neocon interventionist idea that, you know, that we didn't cause so much more turmoil than already existed in a very tribalistic like problematic throughout the past thousands of years um you know things that we have no business interfering with or meddling with or toppling dictators or installing dictators or you know it's just like when does that ever work that's the question it's It's never when does that ever work and when does it ever not come back to bite us like, why would that but not? See, why would that not come back to bite us? They don't see it that way. They think that it's they're, that these terrorists are coming at us for different reasons. Like freedom. That, that we're being targeted because and, we're so free. And, like, their religion is crazy. It's like, okay, wait, yeah. there's a degree of truth to certain elements of that. But 
that's and I think that that's what makes it believable and and easy to manipulate people's minds. It makes it an that. easier vessel, and, and but, an easier sell, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the idea. Like, there's people on the left that say that there's um, more people were killed in the name of Christianity than any other idea, because there is an element of truth to that, and that's why that belief has held on and has been believed for so long, even though. In reality, more people have died under communism and socialism at the hands than, of their government than any religion. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? Democide? <laughs> when the government kills its own people, its own citizens, yeah. democide. Yeah, but but that's not yeah. good for that's not good for textbooks. It's all lies. It's not good though. for public I mean, education for us to know that. It's all lies so that we can so we can continue to um, put faith in the government instead of in ourselves or in our higher power that whoever we choose to believe in, and um, it's a way of it's just a way of control. It really of the masses. is. It is always about control, and you know. So besides the fact that like you know how we were saying, it just keeps like it's just rapid fire stuff keeps happening. This twenty four hour news cycle, we're always hearing about new things happening but really like we should be focusing on our own lives and this applies to the government that i don't think should exist but you know it should it if if it worked at all like anybody wants to say it's supposed to work you know things that we do as individuals to each other if they're illegal that when we do them it should be illegal that this governing body when they do it as well you know, mm-hmm. so like police get away with murder, literally, um, you know, what is militarism other than mass murder, like that's celebrated at football games? Um, yeah, I mean, I could go on. Oh, the Federal Reserve. Like, could we bring that up real quick? Because I've been thinking about this and it's just like, you know, it's all connected because like, so this evil money system that these m- maniacs like this system they derived, like they derived, um, they took us off the gold standard. So now there's nothing that necessarily ties our money to it. Yeah. And so our currency just kind of means nothing. And it's just like continuously meaning more and more nothing. Yet here we are, we're stuck on this rat race. And no, this isn't a knock against capitalism or free markets, which are genu- genuinely free markets and voluntary interactions between humans and businesses and, you know, groups mm-hmm. of people to the degree that they want to. It's this fucking <laughs> Federal Reserve that just gets to print money. What You know, it needs money for its next war effort. It needs money for Medicare. It's just printing Monopoly money like crazy. Whereas if, a, if an individual did that, you know, my cousin made a $5 bill one time and like <laughs> bought snacks at school and he got, I'm surprised he didn't get expelled. But I'll tell you, the reason he probably didn't get expelled is because that number would make the public school look bad. And so that public school is notorious for fudging its numbers and or just purposefully not punishing kids. And that is widespread throughout the nation. And I'm sure we could get plenty of people on to talk about that. But anyway, so like, again, it's like it's a manipulation of numbers. That's what the Federal Reserve is. And it manipulates the idea of how much money we have. And so because it, it and the only reason we're able to fund these wars and partake in such empirical activities overseas and like the same thing abroad, like over police, over nanny state, actually any, any nanny state is overdoing it. But you know, the only reason this is able to keep going is because it's got a, it's got a bank. It's got its own ATM, just prints yeah. money. Yeah, so that we can continue to go to war and other evil it, activities. Like it's I mean, all and, evil. And so, and I talked about how the drug, the drug war, can be tied to our our overseas, um, and uh, whatever. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Involvement. It's late. Yes. Intervention. Thank you. Our overseas involvement. Yes. And um, I mean, it's not. Think about this. If you guys can, any of you guys who are older my age or older, or if you've ever done your research, I mean, when we were in Vietnam, there was a huge problem with heroin. So, and then we find out now that while we were over there, we were shipping heroin 
over back to the United States from Vietnam. It's really like deja vu. I mean, is that such a crazy idea that we're doing that now? It's not crazy at all. I just don't understand. Like, here's my thing. And a mantra that I just say to myself over and over again. Why do we just accept things? In fact, that should be the name of this episode. Why do we just accept things? We just accept the BS that we're told on television because it's CNN. Because it's uh, the child of a Vanderbilt telling us, you know. <laughs> yeah, of a Vanderbilt what we're witch. supposed to think. Pass. Yeah. Who happened, who we know actually, we actually know now that he worked for the CIA. Yeah. So why? And have you not noticed how, like, even Fox News, like, almost every, yeah, every mainstream media news channel on the television, they always have somebody from the FBI or the CIA weighing in on stuff. Like, have you noticed that? That hasn't, I don't remember that when I was a kid. I remember, I was... Honestly, they were probably there. I was, um, I think I was either in fifth grade or just beginning middle school when Clinton, Bill Clinton was um, running and being elected. And I don't remember, I mean, my mom, my mom has always watched the news to the point where it's like annoying, where all day long it's being repeated the same things over and over again. And we're like, seriously, mom, you just heard the story an hour ago. But my point being, I just, I've been inundated with the news my whole life and I just don't remember it ever including CIA agents and FBI agents all in all these panels until, you know, it seems like since the past eight years since I mean, the Obama yeah. administration, maybe since Bush, Bush too. I mean, so I guess if you think about it, they had to make war popular. They had to make themselves important. They had to make themselves trustworthy. So they, it's. Operation Mockingbird, you know, it's like, if you hear something enough times, you believe it's true, even if it's not, even if somewhere inside, you know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, and that's what a state can do to its citizens. Like, have you ever read 1984? Yeah. I just saw a quote the other day that nailed it on the head. It was from 1984, but I'm totally going to butcher it. So I won't. But I can guarantee you, Iraqi the Iraqi people, before all this crap, they did not care about our freedom. They didn't care at all. They probably were more concerned about their own safety at the, you know, under Saddam Hussein, under all the chaos that we've put them in since we've removed Saddam Hussein. I don't think anybody cares about our safety. Honestly, they were while they probably our, our freedom. Had, while Saddam Hussein was a terrible guy, and you know the regime he led was probably doing terrible things to its citizens and very restrictive against their civil liberties and their human rights you know and i mean we used him as a bulldog like not a bulldog like an attack dog something that you'd actually be afraid of because we knew how brutal he was so yes okay acknowledging that there are many terrible people out there and especially these leaders of these countries and, um, you know, whether we put them in charge or not, chances are not a good person because they've risen to power. And, hey, the same applies here. These people mm-hmm. rise to power. There's something that connects them all. Like, you have to be a certain type of person to, one, strive for that power and then to obtain that power. So, anyway. Well, um, but, damn it, what was I going to say? I don't know. I think I interrupted you. Ugh. <sighs> I was going to say something, though, about why they chose Saddam and why Saddam had to be such a, a butthole to everybody. You mean, mean why they chose When we were friends with Saddam, you mean, why we're, why we chose him? Well, when we, cho- when we chose him as the man that had to go down. Well, when we were friends with him, we chose him because he was Sunni and his party was Sunni. And that is a sect of Islam. Um, they're a little bit more... Um, I mean, not to say that Sunnis are like you know, mainstream or anything, but they're not as strict in their uh, religious beliefs as the Shiites are. So the is Shiites a, what are, are... What is Assad considered? Because I know I he was know. pretty, like, moderate. He's pretty moderate. Yeah, he's pretty moderate. And I would, I think, I want to say he's Sunni. 
Again, um, like we're not experts, but either yeah, honestly, so there are a lot of people talking this. about this subject. A lot of people who make these decisions, and like it goes back to the whole fact that there are religious factions that go back a millennia. Yeah. The Shiites have a very strict order of like who's going to be the leaders, and they think that the leaders should be descendants of Muhammad, and they have a whole system of like their leadership is based off of that and they have some more they have some practices that they do that are a little bit different than the sunni but we wanted to align ourselves with a sunni leader because um iran which is right next door to iraq is shiite and we wanted a sunni leader to come in and keep control because we were afraid that because iraq really is a a majority Shia country that they would align themselves with Iran. And the last thing we wanted was for another country to be friends with Iran or allied with Iran. We wanted that country to be allied with us. So we picked a Sunni leader. But what the thing is he had, he kind of had to be a giant butt face because he <laughs> had to control the majority of the country from overtaking him. So not to say that I think that what he was doing was fine. I'm just saying that's probably why he was such a brutal dictator. Um, and that kind of helps put into perspective why uh, we were trying to, why we, what we were trying to do there. We were just trying to keep those allies from coming together. But once we basically got rid of Saddam Hussein, well, the majority of the country is Shia. Now they want to align themselves with Iran. Because yeah, because why on earth would they the, choose us? Yeah. I mean, that would be like all of us in America. We're being taken over by another country. We want to ally ourselves with a, the nation next to us who happens to be very similar to us. We would probably pick Canada over Mexico, right? Because we have a lot more of our cultural and, um, you know, belief systems that the Canadians have. So if somebody came over and try to be our dictators, they would have to squash that down. But that's why I think, um, I don't know. I'm not really a hundred percent sure why we are so like worried about Iran. I know that we w don't want them to have, um, weapons, uh, nuclear weapons, but I mean, it's, it's my understanding. And so like their old Persian empire power, money like influence and so and land area like they're much larger than iraq sure. and i think location wise they're it, you know i i think one of the reasons we probably started caring about them period was because they were also you know ready to ally with russia the soviet union and uh, you yeah. know we had to we had to go through that whole cold war and so that's really kind of when we you know, so once we were done with World War Two, the Cold War began, more or less, I'd say, not too shortly after. Um, and so anybody that was lining up with the Soviets was automatically our, our um, enemy, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so I think it's part, part, that's got to at least be part of it, if not like what still is the residual um hate towards them oh and, and then like and, and then so you know of course and like how why the animosity exists between us is partly also because you know we we overthrew their leader we installed a dictator who was in there for like what 12 20 years something like that and then the mullahs who is the current theocracy in place now mm -hmm. they that was that revolution that everybody talks about. And it's like, when we, when we as Americans talk about revolution, like, you know, we've got the nostalgic thoughts of, you know, George Washington, the Revolutionary War, Thomas Jefferson, biting, fighting back against that evil British empire and that piece of shit king that we lived underneath and like got taxed out the, when I say taxed out the waz, it was like, what, a 3% tax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. So, you know, they revolted against this King. And so when we think of revolution, we think of 
you know, glory and, you know, more like a positive thing that the underdog beat the tyrant. And so, right. you know, the mullahs kind of revolted against this dictator that we had propped up and that was on our side. And so while, you know, maybe we could look at certain things during that era and think of them as a positive thing, it was like, yeah, but I don't know. It's like, when's the pendulum going to swing the other way? This isn't what was maybe natural their natural course. And so, and that's, you know, another discussion to be had. But so then that revolution of theirs was when the mullahs came in and, like, they're the theocracy, like I said, that are actually, like, a really terrible regime. And so really get really terrible to their own citizens. And, like, you've we've talked about before on the podcast the protests the Iranian citizens are doing against the government. And I think Soleimani was terrible to them. He was instrumental in being, like, you know, another one of these leaders that would like to be, you know, is doing their own intervening in other countries, um, fighting, I think, with us, or at least conveniently at the same time fighting our same enemy um, when we were trying to f- defeat ISIS. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's plenty involved, clearly, and I, it seems just as, just as involved um, in an evil way against his own citizens. But it's like, so I don't know what I'm, I guess, okay, so now I'm remembering my thought about Iraq and Saddam Hussein, but it's like, our interference has ramifications, it has consequences, and, you know, who are we to disrupt what might have been a better, um, you know, track line, like, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to say, like, um, trajectory. Trajectory. It might have been a better trajectory that actually could have gotten them to freedom the way we had to at some point, you know, we're not all the same. We're not all the same people. Culture, cultures across the globe are different. Cultures within this country are different. You know, like like you were saying, within Iraq, there are two large um, religious factions, and you know, among others. So it's like yes. to try and pick sides and like all this interfering. It's really just like meddling with it's inter- it's interference and almost like a free market you know it's it's just like interfering in an economy well we're not letting these we're not letting the citizens make their own decisions you mess with that it's gonna lead to unintended consequences and clearly all the unintended consequences we've seen for the past however many decades is just like death and blowback and death and depression here and like soldiers killing themselves and ptsd and yes it's just and that was gonna be my next thing wasted money we will never see again that's another part of the war is that um i think the soldiers are going over there and they're realizing that what they're doing is not what they signed up for it isn't for iraqi freedom the people don't want them there and what they're doing is damaging the country more. Um, a lot of them have maybe killed somebody that um, has stuck with them and has haunted them. And and it's not just the things that they're conscious of. It might be like the memories of smells or the sounds that they hear that Ugh. still traumatize them. Um, if you guys listen, re- re- listen to us from the very beginning, I talked about a soldier that I was... Um, counseling when I was a therapist and he was talking about how he couldn't even enjoy um, a barbecue because the smell of meat reminded him of the Gulf War and the smell of burning bodies. So, and I watched a video the other day of this soldier who he was getting frustrated because he was trying to fold up his um, baby's like stroller and put it in the back of the car. And he just was so overwhelmed with all these people like waiting to park there. His wife, his wife was waiting on him, I guess. And he just started lashing out at everybody in the parking lot and screaming at people. Um, he even got like in his wife's face and started screaming at her. And then of course, you know, that brought all these people up on him. And I just started thinking like the video, I think was trying to make him look bad, but I felt sorry for the guy because I think he was traumatized at that moment. Yeah, no, Um, of course. All the pressure of trying to get this thing to work and trying to hurry up and get out of the parking space and all that stuff was like bringing up all these memories. And I can, I can 
I can understand that because I've just heard so many soldiers tell me these stories before. Um, and I've been through traumatic experiences too, so I can kind of relate to it on a different level, but, um, you know, this is something that just pervades everything because he's traumatized himself. His wife is traumatized. His children are going to probably be traumatized by watching what's going on and not getting it and not understanding it. The community around him can't, they don't know what to do to help him or, or the family. It's just something that it's like a ripple effect that just, it just invades everything. And our government could so easily stop this. Yeah. I mean, the Afghanistan, I mean, I get so mad the Afghanistan I think papers it. just came out and showed how, not, I mean, okay, yeah, so, okay, quick. Afghanistan papers just came out and showed how they were lying about, you know, going into Afghanistan, and they were lying about the entire war effort, continued war effort in Afghanistan, and, Jesse, let me ask you a question. Has it changed anything? No. No. No, we all are, we're for, are we've all there. forgotten about it. Right? All our troops are still there. No, that was definitely not discussed in the news. It was too busy. Like, they were too busy impeaching Donald Trump for a phone call um, where, you know, it might have involved money that actually none of them have the constitutional authority. If you want to talk about the Constitution, none of them have the constitutional authority to tax from us and then give to a foreign power. Right. So I have problems with that just to begin with. And so, you know... I don't even care afterwards if he was trying to look, you know, whatever. The whole impeachment process and really, we've already talked about reality, how ridiculous the impeachment just makes everyone is and the quid look pro quo crap. Yeah, I mean, it made the it made the right and the left look dumb as hell. I'm sorry, <laughs> because Nancy Pelosi came off like a like a moron. Adam Schiff came off like an idiot. You know, oh, it's goodness. like what a oh, what an embarrassment even... of a human. I mean, Joe Biden just—he keeps going on and just saying like he's getting more and more things. senile as things go on. So at least it's entertaining, but also like, guys, what are we doing? How how much you want to bet? They're drugging him right now. I feel like they could be. But the DNC is is they're they're doing something to him, making him go crazy, so they can get him out of the way, so they can get Hillary Clinton in there. They were like, crap, this isn't working as well as we thought it was. Um, we're going to have to get rid of Joe faster. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they, they're scrambling the his WikiLeaks emails showed how much they were interfering in the, la in the last election. And so while we spent two, three years, whatever, talking about Russia interference in the election, didn't get a second, you know, to talk about the DNC interference in the elections, both in their own party's election and then the general population election. Um, but so also on the Nancy Pelosi and what a vile human being she is, you know, she just admitted recently that she knew there was no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And she didn't think it was necessary to impeach Bush for going and starting a war there anyway. No. Bush's buddies. But it's just like, what is going on people like if they if it's so obvious and apparent and it's they're surprisingly we are finding out the information it's like they're playing such a game with us and enjoying it so much and just in becoming enriched by it mm -hmm. it's like you know we know and are finding out just how how much they've lied to us and how all of and these they wars care. they have lied to us in order for them to go ahead and do whatever they want to do, it has no matter, like, what the public says. Um, doesn't matter anyway, but, like, you know, they do something. They say enough to maybe get certain people to justify. It's really all about the talking heads. And if you read Anatomy of the State, it's exactly, like, it's just so cut and dry of what they're doing every time. But it's like, okay, so here we are in the midst of hearing that admission on mm -hmm. national te television to all of us from Nancy Pelosi about Iraq war. I mean, like, we know that because of other investigative journalists and reporting. But, like, for her to come out and say that, like, just point blank. And then for like, the Afghanistan papers that I just mentioned coming out and showing that, showing us 
just that that was all was a lie. It's like, I don't know why people aren't being more calm, cool, collected, clear-headed that whatever is going on with Iraq and Iran right now, it's like, we should not be listening to these people who do nothing but lie to us. And so whether you're on the right or whether you're on the left, whether you're listening to Fox or whether you're listening to CNN, don't trust any of those people, honestly. Turn no. off your TVs. Don't listen to the to the Vanderbilt kid. He's just please. Can you guys not just look at him and just know that he, there's nothing to trust about him? I honestly, can't, I mean, like, I, we, sh- we should turn off our TVs and stop paying our taxes. Yeah. All of us. Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine what they do? Like, if I wasn't on a list before because I just said that, I might be on a list now. <laughs> well, and what's going on in Virginia too? They're trying to take everybody's guns away. It's you know? happening, people. It's just scary. I really hope. My hope of of hopes is that um, what's his face? I want to say Gavin Newsom, but it's not Gavin Newsom. What's his name? It starts with a G, though. Um, right? Are you talking about the Virginian governor? Yeah, I really hope that he gets voted out the next time because he is such a, I mean, there's nothing to like about him. Yeah. There's pictures of him in blackface. Or the Klansman. Okay. So we or don't know. Klansman. We don't if know which no, one he is yet. It's bad either way. Yeah. And, then and he talks his about stance infanticide. On his stance on like <laughs> late term He's basically saying, take abortion. the baby out of the womb yeah. while it's still alive and just set it aside. Don't do anything for it and just let it die. Yeah. I mean, that's infanticide, people. That's what they did in China. They killed all these young girls, all these young female babies. That's what they do in India to this day. They just put them out in a field because it's more men, boys are better than girls. They get more money. I mean... That's what get, that's what this day, this guy wants to do. I know. He wants it's to be part bonkers. of that. Yeah, I don't it's know. Disgusting. I mean, he could still get reelected just because Virginia has been turned blue by all that Bloomberg money dumped in there, and it's just crazy corrupt. I mean, Washington D.C. is a cancer, and mm. it's metastasized in Maryland and Virginia, and it's probably always been like that to some degree. But I mean, like as this federal government of ours grows and decides it's it's need for a new agency or you know decides or passes a crazy ridiculous number budget that it's like how can we even fathom these numbers and i told you before we can't fathom them but the federal reserve can print enough so or you know fudge the numbers enough so it's like you know okay yeah all of a sudden this money does exist it's like it really doesn't yeah we're in so so much debt it's it's really here i am like i'm i don't know why the hell i just bought a house or like i'm in the process of buying a house because <laughs> like i know there's going to be an economic collapse but i guess you know my reasoning is that it's an investment i will have equity in it like i didn't get it for a crazy price and it's what yeah. i wanted and i'm burning my money in rent anyway but anyway you know something's gonna give and it's gonna be you know here we are maybe getting to the end of this episode because i'm gonna have to go to bed at some point long day but you know here we are the beginning it's january 2020 it's only eight days in like <laughs> we're only knows, eight days in who knows where we're going seriously like <laughs> i don't know so i don't know like what i'm going to have to do and just continue to tell myself is that I need to make sure that I'm in control of everything in my life that I can be. Yeah. Do what I need to do. Get through my day. Be a good person. Smile to people when I have the energy to smile and, you know, pray that other people are going to smile at me when I need them to. Like, the woman at the bank the other day, yesterday, she she gave me a hug because she realized I was, like, having a terrible time trying to figure out all this stuff. Like, I'm not the oh, person yeah. who can do with paperwork because, like, it's totally antithetical to my brain that any of this bureaucracy or this racket <sighs> nonsense exists. It's just arbitrary, and it exists to give people a job. And it's, like, I'm all for jobs existing, but the not for like enforced jobs or like being compelled to have pay for a job to exist that doesn't need to exist it's just all there by law you know an arbitrary signing of the paper 
by these crazy people. But anyway, you know, so I don't really have, I never really have a New Year's resolution until like February, but you know, I, I'm <laughs> going to keep practicing my gratitude because sometimes like that's what got me through a lot of last year and the year before. Some of my darkest times can be at least alleviated when you remember what you have in your life and that's what's gotten me through sometimes. Um, you know, I've got plenty of people around me that care about me and like just thank God for everything that I have and everybody that I have, everybody listening. I don't know why you guys are listening because I'm just this <laughs> crazy bitch on a podcast um <laughs> she's on a she's on a tear today i it, i told you i told you guys like it's just been a couple of days and so you know i can't talk to any of my clients like this but yeah. i can talk to them like this on my podcast and also my clients would think i'm crazy because everybody's so statist that it's just like uh <laughs> yeah their brains would fry but anyway so yeah happy yeah, new year it's I'm usually, <laughs> I'm usually ready for the new year because, um, Christmas is not a good, I, I just don't enjoy Christmas. And I think it's just because I've been a nurse for a long time. And before that I was a therapist and I always had to work on Christmas or right around and didn't get to see my family. So I got to see like people being sick, people being depressed. Um, you know, I, I was a hospice nurse before now and, uh. Yeah, it's just not a happy time. For me, Christmas is just not a good time. So I always, I'm always ready for New Year's to hit because I'm ready to just get out of that and start over fresh. Yeah. So there is something to that where it, you know, does kind of provide a nice reset. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy Christmas, but um, it's you like you know, I see it as it's a very unfortunately not for you i guess but it's supposed to be a very happy time after like what was probably a long year and it's just like and so if christmas isn't enjoyable at least i guess you know you might get some benefits of having the new year you know and yeah the degree it gives you a fresh start like you said and um can mentally reset start new and then you know this one especially too because it's the start of a new year it's the start of a new decade i really hope the next decade isn't full of war and um yes. death um whether it's by starvation or <laughs> you know like i will say like for positive things is that the world's poverty level like pe more and more people are coming out of poverty but i guess you know what depresses me is that our government and other governments like anybody who's willing to go to war is really threatening just this delicate hard work that each person on this entire planet and ever in existence like you know except like the sociopaths the parasites like the people i really don't care for but you know like everybody's trying to just live and do their thing and it's like so i don't know when a big violent aggressive force comes in and decides to either draft its citizens and send them to war against another country or you know decides to go over and bomb the shit out of a country you know, it's just, it's so rude. You know, life is precious it's and it's a miracle. And then to just be able to ruthlessly kill other people in mass. We, I don't know. I mean, we're supposed to be the nation of the free. We're supposed to talk about how we are a free country. We believe in freedom of speech. We allow people to defend themselves. We allow people to own their own businesses and all this other stuff. But we have bases all over the world. We occupy how many nations? Over and 100. Right now, we are in the Middle East in such an intrusive way. How are we even practicing the things that we claim to, to hold up to a high standard? We are not, we're hypocrites. This is what are, we look like. We just look like giant hypocrites. And it and pisses no, me yeah. off. Exactly. And we're not saying this because we are anti-America. I mean, I'm anti the state. But I do love this country and this nation. Like, I do love the ideals that we were founded upon. I do love that idea of us being a beacon, but we're not a beacon when we act like this. And we've been yeah. acting like this 
unfortunately for well over a century you know relatively speaking our country's not been around for very long you know 300 what i can't do math don't judge me i don't know not all i know is not even 300 years yet i can do that i can do enough to tell you that all i know is that uh, like david hogg i just totally i i I don't know why i follow him i think i just follow him so i can plant he's he's like yeah you know his dad is totally fbi fbi like i don't trust those kids at all like the ones that are all propped up they all have some kind of um well, he said he's going to start a march or something against this war. And I'm just, and then he posted like, we're, this is all falling apart. I mean, not only are we going to war, but we have, we have to fix our health care. We have to oh fix climate change. And he is on and on about all this other BS. And I just said, look, dude, get off your computer, get off your phone and go do something about those things on your own. Quit asking the government to do it. But you it's know? also it's like, just ridiculous. you know, he's a kid and I, the kids like him Greta Thunberg, these people are just being, they're puppets, they're being used, and they're, like, being raised to just be as scared of everything as possible. Scared of everything except the government, which is crazy. Yes, which is the thing that you should be afraid of, because all these problems, climate, I mean, look, look, pollution, do you think that bombing countries is good for the environment? I mean... There's so many things that our foreign policy is just completely goes against everything that we stand for. I can't even, it just drives me crazy. It's really too much. Yeah, it's, I mean, we just, we have, we have all of our problems with healthcare, uh, especially our mental health, all of our problems with, with drugs and all the problems we're having with trying to keep drugs out of the wrong hands is not going to work when we are, you know, basically bringing in poppy from afghanistan yeah that's bad for business to actually try and fix that now so and then you know i don't know it's just frustrating um i mean and australia's on fire right now and they've like a what is it a billion animals have died in the process and and i they think that the people that set the fires were climate activists and it's like color me shocked (sighs) i just want those people don't should be jailed. People's brains. Those people should be set to a, if they set those fires and then are also purporting that it's climate change. Like they should. I'm not well, a pacif- goes... I'm not a pacifist. I'm an. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a pacifist I'm, either. I don't believe in aggressing, but I do think those people deserve to be set on fire. Set on fire. Just leave them in the fire. Yeah, like tied, um, tied to a tree and set on fire. I mean, they. they I don't understand that, and that just go, that makes me my whole theory that climate these climate um, crises, uh, protesters or whatever they are, um, they're just very anti-human, and they don't care about life at all in general. Especially these people that set fires and they've they've killed how a billion animals. You don't care about any life when you do something like that. Yeah, obviously no, you don't they, care about they care the climate about their agenda. Yeah, you have an agenda that's been pushed down down your throat and you, you've swallowed this lie and now you're aggressing against your own people, your own planet. You're just an idiot. I mean, I don't know what else to call you. You're just a complete moron. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of, and I was thinking about it today or yesterday or whatever because I spend a lot of time just in my own head thinking. Um, but And I can't remember if it's a Jordan Peterson quote or like him talking about Carl Jung but um like people don't have ideas ideas have people and so it's really worthwhile to be extra careful as to what ideas have you yeah so anyway on that note (laughs) everyone I know like you know here we are just ranting and raving about all the bad news that's going on in the world country and i'm still i still want to be an optimist i just might not be today because i'm very dehydrated very tired (laughs) i hate everyone but um you know tomorrow's a new day this is a new year we all every single day have the opportunity to change our minds about something improve ourselves improve our surroundings improve our own personal environment improve our community make the world a better place it literally does start with us as individuals and so 
here I am encouraging and supporting you as a beautiful, shining, wonderful individual to go take on this year with, you know, passion, fervor, righteousness, all the good shit. I'm behind you. (laughs) So if you ever have any doubts, Maddie supports you, the listener. Just, you know, we can't all care about every single issue. And so just kind of pick what is important to you and, you know, like, and that might change every day. Um, I posted some, I posted a video, I think before Christmas, it was just like, you know, cause I felt like I felt kind of down and I'd heard a story about a guy who he had his wife at gunpoint and he was just, you know, he was just depressed and he was escalating and the, I guess they talked him down, but it turned out that he was just, he had lost his job and a bunch of other stuff. And I was thinking, this is just a really hard time for people. But we have to remember that every single one of us, we all have value. We have people that love us, either, even though we may not realize it. But we have something to add to the world and we have to love ourselves and we have to be willing to be the good thing in the world. So that might mean like you're the, the, you're the lady at the bank who's hugging Maddie because she's stressed <laughs> out from all the cr- ridiculous paperwork that she's got to fill out. Or maybe you are the the guy at the gas station who sees me whose tire is flat and you help her change her tire. Like, just be the good thing in the world, you know? That's how it all begins. Um, if you don't want to go to war, don't sign up for war. Tell all your friends. Like, I'm telling all of my friends that Do are Do not enlist. To not enlist refuse and if you're in if you are already you do have the option to be a conscientious conscientious objector and you don't have to it's a lot of work and they make you go through a lot of bs but it's worth it because when you sign up you are their slave so you know be careful what you get into yeah but i mean there are that might be what you have to do. I know a lot of people who are in our um, ANCAP world that are, um, they are veterans and they tell, they tell everybody that they know don't enlist, don't enlist. And that's the, that's the good thing in the world that you're doing, you know? Yep. So I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I think we pretty much, I'd say, amen. That's a good place to wrap it. And you know, I, Back that up. I feel ya. Everyone, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning back in. Thanks for joining us for the new year. Hopefully, um, you know, you'll stick by us. Um, (laughs) You know where to follow us on Instagram, Voluntary Vixens. Twitter, Vixens Voluntary. We have a Facebook page, but Mark Zuckerberg sucks. So, you know, there's that. Um... Actually, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook now own Instagram. So has everybody noticed how cringy Instagram has been with its, like, false news blocking? (laughs) Anyway, that's another episode entirely. But fuck you, Instagram. Um, But anyway, love everybody on Instagram. I'll see you all there later. Um, Let's see. Patreon. If you'd like to voluntarily donate any of your hard-earned fiat currency towards us, um, you know, once we've kind of got enough accumulated, we'd like to donate a percentage of it to, we didn't, you know, we're not very productive on that whole front, trying to figure out the Patreon thing. Yeah, that took me a um, long time. We do appreciate our Patreons. But, um, you know, I think it would be probably a good idea to donate a large sum to, like, the Libertarian Institute or, like, Antiwar.com, the Ralph mm-hmm. Randolph Bourne Institute. Um, if anybody is on Amazon, uh, do your Amazon smile. I do it to, I think the Mises Institute has the option to donate charity to them. I would do that. Um, I might switch back to them, but actually I'm a member of the Amesis Institute this year. So actually, you know what? I'm going to keep it at the Randolph Bourne, um, anti-war. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I'm dying now, but, um, yeah, next time we do this, we'll be, we'll, we'll be in a better place. Hopefully (laughs) things will be less stressful. Mentally, physically. Yeah. 
anyway, it's hard I think... coming back from the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. Well, anyway, anything else, Jesse? No, I guess you covered it. Oh, oh yeah, we are part of the MLGA network, the Make Liberty Great Again network. So there are other podcasts that we are part that you can listen to that are part of us. Um, there's the Morning Drive with David. There's, of course, the Make Liberty Great Again podcast, um, Techno Agorist. Thank uh, you for your servers. Thank you for your servers. Lesbertarian. And I think there's some more coming out. There's so- more coming, yeah. Yeah, so um, thank you for reminding me. Check out our friends. Yes. They do good work. All right. And I guess that's it, guys. Yep, we'll catch you next time. In the meantime, keep it sane, keep it peaceful, keep it voluntary. Mm-hmm.